best part of your day. At the heart of your community. All the talk. All the music. All the news. Hi, FM. Well, welcome to Tech Talk Cafe. And once again, we've got a regular on the show almost, Mr. Akram Mohammed. Now, he is the product director for South Africa. Am I correct? I always get these product titles. Marketing pa- product marketing director. So he's got all he's got all the fancy words and says nice <laughs> things about stuff. But it's an interesting interesting job and interesting times. Huawei have just recently launched the new Mate 10 Pro in South Africa and the Mate 10 Pro Porsche version, which we're going to talk about. And then I went to a really interesting um, little presentation about some fabulous new laptops which we can talk about on Friday and they sort of fit the same mold of being super slick and super you know modern with all these sort of features that we expect from our tech these days and we can talk a little bit about that but let's before we get there let's talk about the Mate 10 Pro this is quite a jump I mean I've got one finally in my hands and I've been playing with it for a few days and it's a huge improvement on the old Mate old it's not even a year old but the Mate 9 so what has Huawei done this time round to really push the envelope as hard as they have? Because, frankly, this is quite quite the, the flagship device. Firstly, Stephen, thank you for having me on the show once again. Uh, I think it is becoming a regular now, so I'm quite <laughs> excited to be here talking about Well, you're products. doing interesting stuff, which helps. <laughs> so, I mean, if you look at this product, um, the Mate series is our flagship. Consumers tend to think it's just a PC series. We only have one flagship in our product range. The Mate but is actually... Can, before yeah. we go there, the Mate was actually originally positioned as the businessman's friend. It was a bit square and a bit plain. Yes, yes, and yes. the P was the sexy consumer device. Has that strategy changed a little now? Uh, I wouldn't say it has changed, but the Mate has become the product for everyone. Where you are right, the P-Series is um, for the photo junkies, it's for the fashion conscious. And we looked and we said, it's not just business people that want to be productive. You could have absolutely anybody that wants to have all these great functionalities in the Mate, but maybe not have it to be as large or as wide as the older versions. That's what you would have found in the Mate 9. So this is part of our reason for wanting to bring in the Mate 10 Pro to South Africa this time. You would notice there's no mention of a standard Mate 10. Yeah, there is, but globally, globally a standard Mate 10, which is pretty much the old mold, slightly correct. squarer, flatter, bigger battery, or, that, you know, that's the, the businessman's yeah. companion. That's boring, but pays the rent. That's it. <laughs> you know, we, we've, we've actually gone into and we've researched South Africa specifically quite a bit this time around. What is it that our consumers are looking for? And what are some of the things they, they, they think about when they're going to purchase a smartphone? And this is a reason we brought in the Mate 10 Pro. And you'll find some unique differences. In, in saying that, you would, the, the aspect ratio of the standard Mate 10 is a 16 to 9. This is what makes it more squarer. Yeah, so that's the standard, like yeah. we've all got used to over the Correct. years, a sort of slightly taller than, than wide, squarish, yeah. bl- brick-type phone. And, and the Pro, on the other hand, is an 18 to 9, which makes it more uh, slightly longer. So it give seems you, to be a big trend now. They all seem a bit taller, a bit slimmer, and, that's and right. longer. That allows you to have the same screen surface area for your viewing experience, but having the phone much easier to handle than to use with one hand. So it feels smaller. It feels smaller in hand. Um, so this is one key reason why we decided to go with this, because then it appeals to both male and female. Um, 
especially those with much smaller hands. But there's still a huge trend to big screens now. Yes. That seems to be the the, the overall thing, big screens in a small body. That's, that's it, the trend that we're seeing across all I think it's a guys. must, especially with this segment of device. And it's because your phone is being used more as a multimedia entertainment device than anything else at the moment. Whether it's for video consumption, whether it's for your pictures, etc. Or just being productive for business. Um, a large screen is of vital importance. But if it's something that you cannot even handle um, because it's too large, this becomes a problem. So that is why we've decided to go with something that's compact in your hand, but still allowing you to have this large immersive viewing experience. And that's the made stories, whereas the P will still be a, a much smaller form factor, and it won't be quite as, as, as big as this. Correct. If you, look at, if you take our last generation of P series, the P10 series, um, the P10 Plus, which is the larger version, is running a 5.5-inch screen. Whereas this device in the Mate 10 Pro is a 6-inch screen, but placing them on top of each other, they're exactly the same size in terms okay. of the field. So you're getting a lot more screen. A lot more screen um, in the same kind of form factor or size in terms of hand. And, did the, and the research you did into the market, did it indicate clearly that this was something that guys were looking for? Absolutely. We've looked at, we, we interviewed uh, South African consumers in that segment, uh, guys that are using fabric devices, so anything 5.5 inch and above. And we went to them directly and said, what is it that you want? And this is the feedback we've gotten. Uh, another thing that ranked quite high was water resistance. Okay, um, and the new, that's, that's new in the Mate that's series. That's new in the Mate series. It's something that Huawei has not delved into before. And we've decided, well, the Pro has this, the standard version does not. It's another driving factor in why we've decided to bring the Pro and, into market. And it seems to be a, almost a, a given tick in the high-end flagship phones. Yes. I noticed something really interesting. The SIM tray here has got a little O-ring on it, which is quite unique. I've never seen that in any other device. I thought it was quite cool, a little red O-ring. Yeah. To, for the SIM tray. So it's how waterproof is it? So it's it's an IP67 rated. That's a standard. So for those of you listeners that don't understand what the IP rating stands for, the first digit tells you about dust resistant and the second is for water resistant. The highest you can get for dust is a 6 and okay. the highest you get for water is an 8. So this being an IP67, it's the second highest, but in terms of everyday use, it means you could put your phone into water up to a meter for 30 minutes and you'd be comfortable in knowing that there's no problem. So in everyday usage... I'd love to see people watching that, like, <laughs> ooh, what's happening? What's that? It's still, still working? So but you, yeah, yeah, so you can stick it... If it drops in the pool accidentally and you don't notice, half you know, up to 30 minutes in a meter of water, no, no problem. problem. We're not expecting people to go in and really take a deep dive with this and start swimming with your device. But you can be rest assured when, when life happens, your phone is protected. Take it to the beach, yeah. spill the odd beer, whatever. Whatever it is. You know. or, or jet streams or the shower if you, have, if you need, find the need to do that. So sexting in the shower is a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. It's a thing. So you Sorry, I had to. This is an edgy show. What can I say? But so, it, it, and that's quite a big, big step. That, yeah. This is your first waterproof device across your entire range. It is the first waterproof device in terms of mobile. We have played in terms of waterproof for quite some time. I mean, no, fair enough. Uh, but in yeah, mobile, in yeah. mobile itself, it's the first one. And then tell us a little bit more about where this phone is positioned and some of the unique features in terms of what it has, what it doesn't have. I mean, I've, as I said, I've only had it for a few days, so I've not really explored a lot. Obviously, it's got the Kirin 970, which we spoke about at length with the what's that? The 
the APU. NPU. NPU. Neural Network mm, Processing okay. Unit. So it's, so it's super fast. And yes. I must tell you, it's one of the fastest phones I've opened out of the box. Everything is just speedy. Is that due to the processor? It most definitely is due to the processor, but not just that. It's the high AI architecture uh, and the EMUI overlay that we put on Android. All these fabulous words. Um, so EMUI is actually mm. Huawei's software overlay that we place on Android to create a different user experience and make it unique to us. That has now been customized to function on AI. And Okay, that makes perfect sense because a lot of these overlays tend to slow Android down a yes. little because you're adding a layer on top. Correct. But this phone doesn't feel slow at all, no matter what's happening, when you move through panels, yeah. when you open apps, it's instant. Is that part of the it, whole AI functionality? It most definitely is. If you look at a lot of, uh, or one competitor without me mentioning too much, one of their um, reasons to success, and they've always maintained that, is because the hardware and the software just work so well together. Knowing Android is open source, we receive that from Google, and Android manufacturers will now need to get their hardware to work very well with this. And we found that by customizing EMUI and integrating that into uh, the AI functionality as well as Android, we are able to now achieve Well, this. I must admit, there's no other Android phone that I've played with that's quite as snappy, and it's instant. As you switch on, as you open it, it's just very, very, very quick. And that's something, obviously, we're going to probably see in more Huawei phones. I know we're jumping around, yeah. but we'll probably see that ability or capability in more Huawei phones going forward in the next couple of years because it makes a big difference. It makes yeah. this phone very fluid. You most definitely would. And I think, uh, you know, we, we've spoken at length about AI, so I'm not going to get delve into that. But Huawei's product strategy, specifically on the Mate series and the flagship P series as well, is more not just about features, but about consumer experience. How can we change and completely uh, revolutionize the way our consumers interact with their devices? How can we enhance that user experience in terms of speed or how they take pictures, whether it's the charging cycles, it's the, the screen technology. It's not just about introducing a new technology, but changing the way they have this experience and what it means to them, what it does on a daily basis. And I think that is why it is so important that we've included AI. It's not just that it's something new, but it changes what you can do with your device on a daily basis in terms of speed, in terms of feel, etc. Et That's very, very interesting because you're quite right. That other company, which will remain unmentioned for now has always had the advantage because they controlled the whole stack yes and they were able to optimize at a level that perhaps other manufacturers weren't able to but for the first time i've now got an android phone that feels equally as snappy if not faster in some respects and that you say is down to the tight integration of the interface and the processing chip that you guys develop and build yourself Correct. It's because most Android manufacturers, like I've mentioned, will take Android from Google and a chipset from another manufacturer, uh, a screen from somebody completely different, and try and put all of this together to create one product. Whereas we are saying we manufacture the chips ourselves. Um, the QN 970 by High Silicon is a subsidiary of us. So we've designed that to work firstly on EMUI. So we've perfected the software overlay that we create, and we know this works well. Which interfaces with Android. Correct. And then we went and we took Android 8, which is, this is one of the first phones that are not Google-owned uh, itself. I mean, the Pixels were the first Android 8 devices. This is the only ones that are not Google-owned that come with this. And we've then customized that to work over with EMUI. And therefore, you would find the shift. The last version of EMUI was 5.1. Correct. Yeah, you've jumped, jumped to 8. to 8. 
It's because what? Android 8, Android EMUI 8, 8. EMUI, okay. because EMUI has been customized to work perfectly on Android 8. And therefore, we've made that jump. It's very different to the previous version of EMUI. And obviously, because of the whole structural change within the processor, you're not going to see EMU 8 on older versions, only newer ones. And Correct. Even if you see a, a, a certain number that comes out, it's not going to have the, the exact functionality, and it's purely because of the AI capability. EMUI 8 has been enhanced for AI function offline, and Android 8 has also been optimized for AI capabilities. And okay, this is so the two are now working hand-in-hand hand together. So... Talking about one of the other features of the of the device that really has impressed me in the, the two seconds I've had to take a few pictures, is the whole camera subsystem, and and there's a lot to do with that. I mean, apart from the lenses that are, are with um, Leica, Leica um, you also have added in a lot of AI into that to make it an even better experience. Tell us a little bit about that and how it all hangs together. Yeah, I think it's important for, for especially the listeners to, to note that AI is used absolutely everywhere right now. People are throwing it around. Well, it's the become way. a buzzword. Very loose, the buzzword. Yeah. Um, and, and it wasn't just good enough for us to say, well, it has AI, but actually what difference does it make in everyday use? Uh, one of the key things, like you mentioned, we've got great cameras, co-engineered with Leica, some of the best on the market. But in certain situations, you have to be a pro to take excellent shots, great shots. No question. Otherwise, there wouldn't be pros. Yeah. Uh, but the, you know, the best camera you have is the one in your hand. And for a, a general consumer, you want to be able to pick up your device, snap and take the best picture possible. So we've integrated AI where your camera lenses actually become eyes. It can see the world and get you to interact with the world completely differently. So using AI, we've got the phone to understand through the NPU. We've programmed it via machine learning with 100 million images. What it allows the device to do is everything it looks at now, at the moment you've got 13 object and scene recognition. Okay, sorry, let's just, uh, I mean, I also didn't quite get that because I was at the launch and you talked about all this good stuff. When you open the camera, all of this is automatic. All of this is automatic. So you're not, you don't have to pick a setting or change anything. You just open your camera like normal, and suddenly you've got all this intelligence running around this in the background. This is what's great about that is we didn't want the user to have to go and figure it out. Okay. So just the only thing you would need to do is activate your camera. And when you point it at something, whether it's a tree, a plant, an animal, or even scenery, maybe a mountain or snow, your phone automatically identifies what is it that it's looking at. And you'll see a little icon, there's pictures yeah, up in yeah. the corner I've of the screen on the left, pop up. This is saying to you, the AI on the device now identified what it is pointing at. And it has already preset the perfect settings for you to take the perfect shot at that time. You just need to snap and it has then move the on and move on. That's and move it. on to a selfie or whatever else or whatever you Whatever it is. And I mean, from what I've seen, the few pictures that I've taken and been running around, it certainly seems to give a great shot almost every time. And is that the objective? This is the objective. And that is just with the camera. We wanted to get the best shot without having too much of intervention from yourself. And if you want to go further, you still absolutely have the pro mode. You can go into yeah, it. You can I set it. That. So, you, just, so if you're a real pro yeah, and you want control you, over every aspect, you, have you can too. do that. But for those that don't really want to go and interfere with ISO and white balance and all of those kind of things. The phone does that for you automatically. So you get the best lighting, you get the best contrast, you get the best um, aperture settings, all of that through the AI configuration. That's really, really, really smart. And then what other features that were key in terms of putting together this package um, 
you know you feel are worth mentioning because at the end of the day guys walk into a shop and they get they see all these top end phones and they all look pretty identical what else sets the the mate 10 apart from i mean we've talked about big things first of all the construction quality is great we've talked about a processor that's pretty unique especially in the android space um a camera that uses some of that power which no one else has or can do right now what else is special about the the mate 10 that we can talk about I think we, we need to look at the entire package as being special because like I mentioned earlier on, we looked at the consumer experience and the entire device, not just one mm. aspect. So while AI is very, very broad, in basic terms, what we've done for the consumers, we've integrated it into absolutely everything on the device. So camera being one, other things that you may not notice because there's no specific app to go into is that it speeds up your phone. So it's not just the processor, but also the software configuration. So just browsing through your gallery, if you use Android phones before and you've got 5,000 images, you might have found that sometimes when it's loading the pictures, you would get little black blocks or white blocks. It takes some time to render a few seconds. Those are gone. You would never experience that anymore because of this. The phone is so much snappier, like you've mentioned, but also, what about battery performance? Okay, that's a key thing. So we've integrated it into the battery performance as well. So your phone now intelligently manages how much of battery power you've used. In a small device like this, and as slim as it is, we've managed to put in a 4,000 milliamp battery. Which Which is is big by any standard. Correct. And, and you'd find that manufacturers tend to cut that down if they're looking at design and compromise. We have not. But we didn't just stop there by saying we've got a huge battery. We went to say, how do we optimize that battery performance? And the AI also has uh, a role to play in this. So it identifies from your usage patterns and learns over time to say, these are your most frequently used apps. This is where you use your data mainly. And it will be able to run those applications for you um, all the time. And those that you don't use that frequently, it'll shut it down. Over and above that, the intelligence system also leads into your charging system. So just for your listeners to note, this is the world's first phone to be safety certified for fast charging by TUV Rainland. TUV is a company that's been in existence for 145 years, and they certify anything from uh, pens to jet engines in terms of safety standards. And this is the only phone that has gone through that it has Because safety has become quite a... It has. Due to certain incidents in the last, yes. the recent history, yes. safety of the phone has become quite a big deal. Absolutely. And if it's not for just yourself, but you have children, you know, uh, you, you can be rest assured that if it's plugged into a charger to a wall socket and a kid picks this up and they're playing with it, you just have that little bit more comfort knowing that it has gone through these extreme testing scenarios and it has passed and it's safety certified. But how did we do that? So as a simple example, when you plug in your charger, we've managed to have a system configured where you've got low voltage, a 4.5 volt, but high current in a 5 amp. That allows you to have your phone charge faster without it overheating. and So it doesn't get hot. A lot of phones get get very hot when you charge. Correct. But what the AI does is it also integrates into the charging system. So it intelligently knows. For example, your phone is plugged and charged and water somehow gets into the charge socket or the charger cable itself. The device will automatically shut off the charging system and the charger will shut off. It will not transmit any more current. All of this is integrated into that AI system. If it leads and your phone is now fully charged because some of us plug it on to charge overnight and you get to 100%, then what? Does your phone continue charging? Does it affect the battery? Maybe it'll expand, it'll do some weird stuff. No, none of that happens. It will cut off automatically. And as your battery runs down again, then it'll click back on to give it that boost of whatever is missing. So those are some of the kind of systems we've integrated to ensure that you don't have those risks that we know happened recently. 
That's pretty... <laughs> I didn't even think about that, but that's actually key to a phone. And I mean, won't that also improve the, the longevity of the battery? It most definitely would, because you are not now putting strain on this battery. I mean, one of the tests that TUV did was to run it through a thousand charge cycles and also plug in the cable and remove it 10,000 times to see what happens. Um, and usually when you do that in, in extreme situations, you would have the battery compromised. Whereas here we've, we've passed it without having any compromise in the battery functionality. So the longevity of the device and the batteries is, is pretty much assured because that's another big problem. Often you find after a year the, the phone's battery life starts degrading pretty quickly. And, and you can't take this battery out. I was just going to speak about that, especially with these kind of devices. I mean, it's a unibody. It's locked in. What happens after yeah, you have a battery issue? You need to replace your device. So this is what we try to look at in terms of user experience. How do we enhance that? Um, and with this kind of system, you can be rest assured, if you've got a two-year contract in this device, it's going to last you two years or even more. Well, can you believe it? We've nearly, nearly used up all our time just talking about this. We'll have to have, an, we'll have, to have you back to talk about laptops shortly. But the last thing I really want to mention is there's a Porsche version of this. Yes. Now, just quickly run us through that. Uh, give us like the 30-second elevator pitch of why would you make an even better model? So in terms of hardware configuration, they're very similar. The only difference with the Porsche design is it has 256 gigs of onboard memory. Okay, so it's got a lot more memory built it's in. It's got a lot more built-in memory. Everything else the Porsche can do, the standard version can do, but what is unique and what sets it aside and, to, and commands that price? People are confused that Porsche is just a Porsche cup. It's not just about that this is Porsche design, and Porsche design is an international fashion icon, a fashion brand as well. Absolutely. There are Porsche design shops, in fact, in Hyde Park, you all over Porsche the Porsche design shop. clothing. Yeah. You get yeah. Porsche design watches, sunglasses. This is what it's about. It's for those people that want to have this power and be unique. So everybody can so go out there. It's a fashion statement, but well-made fashion Correct. statement. It's about looking good while having the performance. So that's and essentially, that's what, essentially it's about. what it's about. So the screen and the basic technical stuff is very similar. It's just the look and the feel. It's good. It's Porsche design. It's Porsche design, and it's being designed by Porsche design themselves. So the elements, the design language, the, the the materials used have all been worked in with Porsche, like we have the partnership with Leica co-engineered. Okay. This is with Porsche Design, and they say to us, guys, this is what it means for our consumers, our customers, those that are currently using Porsche Design uh, merchandise. This is what they look for, and that's what they have designed it with. And this will be available now. You it's hold, already available. No, no, but you hold the, the, the kudos, maybe, I don't know what you want to call it, <laughs> madness, of being the most expensive smartphone in the country with that particular that's device. Correct. At 26995 or something. 26999. Fantastic. I'll take two. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but bottom line being is that this is a very specific device for very specific specific people who really want the ultimate look, feel, and tech, which we've talked about, where will they be able to get this particular phone right now? So at the moment, it's exclusive to, in terms of the operator channels to Telcom and MTN. Obviously at the Porsche Design Shop. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. It will be available there and also online, in the likes of your take a lot, etc. Okay. So, but there's and, also... And Huawei brand stores. There's one other thing you've done. You've limited the quantities of this to make it even more exclusive. Am I right? Uh, I think apart from just us limiting the, the volumes, production is limited. So to give you a bit of background, the Mate 9 Porsche design in Middle East and in China sold out in the first month. Oh, wow. Um, and we had, because like, like we just discussed, it's really exclusive and expensive, we didn't expect it to do so well, so we didn't manufacture that many. 
However, the demand outstripped what we could produce. So therefore, at this time, we're bringing into South Africa, one of the reasons why is availability is an issue because the Middle East, once again, and China have commanded the larger volumes. Um, so yes, it is something we're wanting to do, but apart from just that, it's purely that it's, it's limited. We cannot get any more. So those that want to get their hands on it need to grab it really quickly. So, you think, so if you're looking for a Porsche design phone, you should shoot out to MTN and uh, tel- Telcom. Telcom right now right now, and order it quickly because there won't be many after a there short while. There won't be many. And uh, in terms of the, the deals we've managed to structure and the subsidized versions, um, you can get it at a really, really great price on, on postpaid, on contract at those channels. So if you don't want to splash out 27000 um, something might be more appealing like 899 a month on contract. Uh, you Which is actually quite a good deal. Exactly. Well, that's brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Akram. I'm afraid we have to wrap it up there on on that Porsche note. Thank you very much. Thanks (laughs) Thanks for joining us, and we'll chat again soon. Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose, 11 to 12 p.m., only on 101.9 IFM. Well, welcome back to Tech Talk. Unfortunately, I am seriously technically challenged. I can't hear what I'm saying, and I actually can't hear what's going on online. But... uh, I'm just going to talk tech, which I can do every now and then, and just bring you a couple more things before we end this rather disjointed and odd tech talk for the for for this uh, day. But very interesting. I mean, there's just so many smartphones on the market. There's so many devices out there. I mean, we in the high end certainly, and even in the mid range, we have never been more spoiled for choice. There's just so much good product, and the real question comes down now pretty much to personal taste. Right now, my two devices of choice are the iPhone 10, the X or whatever you want to call it. Really, really interesting device. We'll tell you more about that next week. And the Huawei Mate 10 Pro, which is a pretty spectacular Android device. So I'm fairly ambidextrous. I can use Android. I can use iPhone. It doesn't really bother me. I've got my particular preferences. But I must admit, having a dual SIM high-end phone with a six inch screen as in the mate 10 pro that is super fast super slick is is quite compelling it could very easily become my daily driver and the one that i use at all times now talking about smartphones and apps something came across my desk a little while ago i've mentioned it on the show over the years i've mentioned it many many times before and it's something called namola now namola is essentially a hundred percent free what it does it links you to a control center for emergencies with the police, with whatever. They've now taken it nationwide, and it's absolutely a must, must download on whatever phone you have. It's N-A-M-O-L-A. Just search for it in your app store, be it Google, be it Android, it doesn't matter, um, uh, iPhone, doesn't matter which one you use. Just Google it, download it, register and use it if you ever need to do it. They're working really closely, obviously, with the Gauteng uh, provincial government, the police, Huawei, um, City of Chuane, Metro FM, SABC. They've got a lot of really interesting partnerships. And what it does very, very simply is that if you have an emergency, it'll connect you to the call center and uh, immediately send them your location and you can tell them what's going on. Um, and it, it really is pretty, pretty, pretty good. It does not drain your battery. It runs in the background. Um, but it does let you link directly to the police for whatever reason you need it. Don't use it lightly. But if you need to use it, it really at a push of a button 
it absolutely has the fastest callback time from the police, from the various uh, people across the country. So download the Namola app, N-A-M-O-L-A. It's an absolute must. It's really, really, really simple. It's easy. And we live, unfortunately, in a little bit of a crazy society at the moment. And it's definitely, uh, it was started as a bit of a promotion from Baidal Direct Insurance, but it works. I've tried it. They locate you. You get a call back. You stay in touch. It's absolutely simple to use, and it should be on every single person's phone. All your kids, yourself, your folks, whoever it is, just download the Namola app. It's an absolute winner, and it's it's just such a simple, cool app to use, and it just sits there, and heaven forbid you ever need it, but it's there when you do. So remember, Namola, it works. It's simple. It connects you to the police. They come back to you, and it's the way it should be. It really is slick and fast. Now, talking about one other app, I've been getting a lot of requests. People are traveling. Holiday seasons are coming up. People are going overseas, and you may or may not know that as of July 2017, all roaming in Europe has been set aside, if you want to put it that way. It's been canceled. There is no more roaming or indirect roaming, if you want to call it that. In other words, if you've got a Vodafone SIM from the UK and you go to France, it may or may not work, or there's higher charges, etc., etc. What the EU have done, and this includes the entire EU, the whole of Europe, including the UK for the moment, until they Brexit themselves out of there, um, you can call like a local wherever you are. So whatever your package is anywhere in Europe, wherever you go in Europe, you have exactly the same package wherever it is. So if you've got a French SIM and you go to London, you've got exactly the same data, same call costs, same everything, and vice versa. So what that means is that if you're traveling to Europe for whatever reason, for the holidays, for business, whatever, and you buy yourself a SIM, I know you land at Heathrow, they're, they're vending machines. You can go and pick any SIM. doesn't matter which one. They've got all different versions. Uh, I like EE, which is part of Orange. Uh, Vodafone's also great. There's plenty Sims out there. Labara is another one. They're all good. Just look at what, around between 15 and 20 pounds, gives you somewhere between one and five gigs of data and calls. Any one of those Sims will work in the UK and across the whole of Europe exactly the same. So if you've got five gig of data in Europe, you've got five gig of data across France, Italy, Spain, you name it, you've got it. And the same happens. If you land in France, buy a SIM there, go to England, same thing. Go to Spain, same thing. Go to Italy, same thing. So from a useful point of view, it absolutely and it is the lowest cost way of roaming or having connectivity in, in Europe. Um, and so pick up any SIM in any country in the EU and England, and you have absolute access to uh, a decent package and the lowest cost. However, there is one other product stroke app that I use, and I've spoken about it plenty on the air. If you're traveling and you're traveling outside of Europe, so to the east, to America, or maybe to some non-EU semi-European, you know, Israel, for example, if you're traveling to um, Turkey, any one of the non-EU type company countries, then there is a product that I highly, highly recommend. It is called No Roaming, Kno Roaming. So if you want to know more about it, just go to knoroaming.com with the K. So it's K-N-O-W, roaming.com. And what this is, they have two products. The first one is a sticker. You can pick it up at the iStore. Um, you can pick it up offline, uh, but probably best to pop into an iStore and pick it up at around about $3.99, which is really quite reasonable. 
or they've actually got a global SIM card for around about 150 bucks, which is a complete SIM with a separate number. The benefit of the globe of the no roaming global SIM sticker is that you stick it onto your current SIM. So you become a dual SIM phone, even in non-dual SIM. I was talking about the Huawei P10 Plus has, has a dual SIM. But this is even smarter. It, it sticks onto your current SIM. And when you land in any country that no roaming, and there are over 200 of them, is active, it automatically switches to no roaming. The benefit of no roaming is that it's automatic and it's prepaid. So you re, you load credit. There are no shocks. There's no massive roaming charges. And it automatically works with now 4G pretty much anywhere in the world. And I've traveled extensively, and I must say it's absolutely been a pleasure. When you land, it connects. You have instant connectivity. And there are a couple of other things. You get a UK and a US number as part of the deal. Someone phones that number, it rings. You can even get that number to ring when you're back in South Africa on your home SIM. That is another option. And they also have a call forwarding option, which is brilliant. It costs $5 a month. But what you can do is when you leave, you just set up the call forwarding before you leave. Very important. Set it up before you leave and connect it before you leave. And then what you do, um, you simply land and people call you on your normal South African number and it rings on your no roaming number. And when you phone them back, it comes from your normal number, which is brilliant. So it's not as cheap as having a local SIM. Not, it's around about 10, 15% more expensive. But the convenience and the ease and the fact that you may, let's say, go to Hong Kong, you're there for a few days and then move on to somewhere else, it's absolutely brilliant. You don't have to worry. You are connected. Your data is connected. Your calls are connected. Local calls all work very, very inexpensively. And overall, you control it, and it is far cheaper than roaming, but far cheaper, 80 to 90% cheaper than roaming. Anyone who uses even the special deals that Vodafone, Vodacom, or MTN use, this makes such a huge difference. So pick up your no roaming SIM, as I said, at the iStores across South Africa, um, or uh, you can pick it up from their website. They'll deliver it to you. might take a few days, depending on when you're going. But it's just a great way of staying in touch globally at and they've got some really good data packages, and they've tailored them a lot more. The prices have come down, depending where you are in the world. They've got some really smart packages which you can look at. And it's just a no-brainer. The fact that it's a, a South African invention, run out of Canada, but certainly South Africans created this uh, product, is, is just brilliant. And it works amazingly well. I must tell you, I use it whenever I travel. And you get 4G LTE in all sorts of countries. You get unlimited data for $7.99. It's just a no, no, no brainer. And on that note, I'm going to call it a day. This has been such a, um, a weird show. We've spoken about phones. We've spoken about apps. Um, haven't really got into the news of the week, but you'll have to stay tuned for next week for that. And um, until next week, this is Stephen Ambrose on High FM talking all about tech. And tune in next Tuesday during the breakfast show. We're going to have some new uh, exciting news and, and views. No reviews. We don't do that. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for hanging in there with me. And we'll be back next week. Same time, same place.